Today's episode of The Daily Ding is brought to you by NetSuite. Successful companies know faster growth require the right tools. If you're doing one, 10, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives a full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more, all in one place. Over 19,000 companies trust NetSuite, the world's number one cloud business system. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com slash listen. That's netsuite.com slash listen. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. And up on the shot clock. Oh, we're going to need Boban again. Where's Boban? JJ is holding off Porzingis until Boban gets out there. (laughs) There's the bow. Ooh, (laughs) 0 for 1. Oh, Porzingis may have a chance to shine again. Porzingis can get him back on the Twitter with this. (laughs) Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This all goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his ass. How dare you? Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. We have all your coverage from a packed Wednesday night right before the All-Star break. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Mo Dakil with Rob Lopez looking for those warm clothes for Chicago. Coming up on today's show, Buddy Heald might want out of Sacramento again. Damian Lillard is out of the All-Star weekend and the Raptors are extinct. But first, Mo, a battle of two of the West best as the Lakers 120, Nuggets 116, in overtime in Denver, huge road victory for the Lakers. I know it's like last game before the All-Star weekend. And maybe sometimes, you know, someone takes a little night off and they kind of show up and they don't really show up. But Mo, both teams showed up tonight and this was a great finish down the stretch. Obviously, LeBron gets a chance to hit the game winner at the end of regulation. Doesn't happen. Lakers go on and just outscore the, the Nuggets in overtime, out-execute them. Jokic had a couple of opportunities, just couldn't get things to go. Turnover here, missed shot there. Um, what did you see from the Lakers? in this finish i mean they really kind of just like you said kept executing they found anthony davis for three two different times i mean it was lebron and ad down the stretch and you were going to your your big guns going to your stars down the stretch the guys you expect to make plays and they came through for them whereas a lot of those guys for the nuggets Jokic in particular didn't in overtime and and that's how they're able to come away with this big road win yeah, and, and like obviously overtime, nine points uh, for the Lakers, seven from Anthony Davis, hits a couple of big threes, hits the free throw to kind of put the put them up four with uh, you know basically a possession left in that game. And Jokic 0 for three in the in the final uh, overtime period, didn't score. They got a bucket from Gary Harris, they got a bucket from Jamal Murray. But um, look, I, the Nuggets have been really good as of late in this one, you know, in this series. Uh, or I'm sorry, in the season, you know, closing out games. They obviously had the game against Utah, the game against the Spurs. But Mo, sometimes those are just coin flips, right? And sometimes that luck just kind of runs out a little bit. And maybe tonight the coin flip just went tails instead of heads. Yeah, but there are a couple of things that I thought they could have done differently. Like for me, Jokic foul hunting down the stretch. I think there was a play in the fourth quarter with like two minutes left to go. They're down two. Uh, LeBron bumps him and he just throws the ball up thinking he's going to get a whistle. Turns into a turnover. Lakers go down four, or I'm sorry, go up four on the next possession. You know, he he tries to get uh, Dwight Howard up in the air and draw a foul while trying to shoot a three. Doesn't. I mean, those are just basically wasted possessions. Yeah. When instead of just trying to like 
play basketball, man. Like try to win the game instead of trying to draw fouls and foul hunt. And I mean, it's just got to drive Malone crazy on those possessions, especially down the stretch. Yeah, because he does have the advantage. So if you just go out there and hoop, then you'll be fine. Uh, maybe we call him Nikola Chokic. No, not going to do that. Well, we'll, see, we'll see if he misses up another one, right? Like that's He gets it for tonight. Sure, he gets it for tonight. Uh, and then, you know, he's choking until he doesn't choke anymore. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So he's choking, he's choking until he comes through in the clutch. Uh, then he can be clutchage. No, that's terrible. Forget that. Oh, wow. We'll cut that out in post. Wow. Uh, LeBron, though, ridiculous in this one, right? 32 points, uh, 15 of 29 from the field. Didn't shoot the three well and didn't shoot free throws well, but he did everything else inside the arc really well. 14 assists, 12 rebounds, just three turnovers in this one. Anthony Davis. Davis led the Lakers with 33 points, 12 of 23 shooting. He hit three big threes, 10 rebounds, two steals, two blocks, uh, two assists in this one. And they didn't get a lot of help elsewhere, Mo. Like Dwight Howard has a double-double off the bench, 14 and 11. Uh, Caruso had a couple of big plays. Caruso was big for them. Um, obviously, huge plus-minus in this one, plus 23 in 22 minutes. He was big. But outside of that, it was kind of just LeBron and AD carrying this team. Absolutely. Like it it felt like the rest of the Lakers were going through the motions, especially early in the game. And you brought up Caruso like he brought some juice when he came in the game. And yeah, he really did. And really got the intensity going. And, you know, for a minute there, it did look like this was just going to be one of those games where the Lakers were going to no show. But uh, once he got in and got it going, it got everybody else kind of moving a bit and. You know, the two stars just at the end of the day were too much. Yeah, big, big second quarter for the Lakers. It turned around and the Nuggets got back into this one with a nice third quarter. But uh, he was Caruso was a part of that second quarter run Uh, for the Nuggets. 32 points on 13 and 25 shooting plus 10 assists and just two turnovers for Jamal Murray. He was fantastic. He disappeared a little bit at times in key situations. But for the most part, he was just great. Jokic scored a lot early, but just seven points in the I believe on five uh Five shot attempts in the second half, then obviously the scoreless overtime. But he did finish with 22 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, had three steals. Uh, but you mentioned the foul hunting mode. Just got to the free throw line two times. And he's usually pretty good at getting to the free throw line, but couldn't get it. Uh, I know he got blocked by Davis late in the game, had a turnover against him, another turnover in overtime. Um, and, but at the same time, look, Murray was great, Mo, but... Denver really didn't help him out much after that, other than a Jeremy Grant three-pointer. You know, that was a big shot. You know, not a great bench production night for them. Millsap was okay. Monty Morris was okay, but just not help around there. Like, Torrey Craig was was fine, but he's not a scorer. Like, Gary Harris had a big bucket, but other than that finish, you know, late in the game, like, didn't really get a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, they're just, at the end of the day, just didn't have enough help for Jokic it's, and, and Murray. And, and when Murray kind of disappears and doesn't get a shot down the stretch, you know, he got a shot off at 2.43 left in the fourth quarter, doesn't shoot again until overtime, and he's cooking. You might as well try to get him going at some point, try to get him a touch there in the last two minutes, try to avoid overtime. So just a tough deal for the Nuggets. Yep, Nuggets four-game win streak is snapped, and the Lakers have now won five of their last six. Other big game of the night, the Raptors, as we mentioned, are extinct. The win streak is over. 15 games get snapped in Brooklyn. Nets 101, Raptors 91 in this one. Uh, Karis LeVert, 20 points on 10 to 20 shooting, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals. Spencer Dinwiddie, I thought, was fantastic in this game. He didn't shoot all that great, but finished with 17 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds, and no turnovers in this one. Uh, you know They held the Raptors just 40 points in the first half. They maintained the rest of the game. They executed when they needed to. Uh, but Mo, the Raptors, like they were just it seemed like they had forgotten how to lose games and the Nets reminded them tonight. Yeah, I think this might have been uh, uh, looking a little bit towards the all star break to a degree. Uh, and 
you know, for the Raptors after a 15 game winning streak, you know, it's going to come to an end at some point and just didn't shoot the ball. Well, overall, it was just a struggle for them the whole night. Uh, They got out rebounded. They got outscored in the paint 50 to 38. Just just a tough deal for them. It just looked like they weren't really prepared to to meet a motivated Nets team that was like, yo, we need to snap this win streak. Yeah, and at a certain point, that stuff's just got to end, right? Uh, you, as you mentioned, poor shooting night for the Raptors, 37% from the field. Uh, Kyle Lowry did have a triple-double, 12 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. Uh, Ibaka, Van Vliet, Lowry hit 12 of the Raptors' 13 threes, but just nothing much, like nothing from the bench. Outscored 27-9 to on the bench. Uh, but the weird thing for the Nets, Mo, so like I feel like when the Nets are going well, they're hitting threes, right? Like obviously Kenny Atkinson team, they're going to put them up. They're going to put them up at a, at a good clip. But they were just 25% from deep in this game. Uh, it was just the 15th time all season they've shot worse than 30% from three. Five and ten now in those games. Like they, These are games they usually do not win. Yeah, I think a big part of it, though, Zach, was not only were they attacking the paint, but they were getting to the line a bunch. They got 25 free throws out of that. Like, I think just that aggression. And, you know, when you're aggressive like that and and, and trying to get into the paint and when they notice it, hey, we're not hitting our threes, let's just attack the paint. You get to the line. The referees will award you for your aggression in that way. And and it paid off for them tonight. And you know what? And sometimes you just got to get lucky, man. Yeah, sometimes you just got to get lucky. Absolutely. The Raptors got a little lucky during that win streak. For the most part, they played really well. Some point that comes to an end. The you know DeAndre Jordan had seven points, 10 rebounds, four assists off the bench. They got a little production from him. They got some production from Joe Harris, who had 19. Jared Allen had 10 and 13. I got to say, Mo, with this Nets team, I'm sick of the split between DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. Just play Jared Allen. He's so much better. This was the whole thing. The moment they signed DeAndre Jordan, everybody you know, was like, "No, yeah, no, you know, you, 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 you have this this Jared Allen kid, pretty, pretty good guys." Yeah, maybe throw, maybe throw some more his way, right? Like, just do that for the Raptors. Uh, Serge Ibaka, twenty eight points, nine rebounds. Fred VanVleet had twenty two points on eight of nineteen shooting, made four of ten threes. Uh, part of that three point barrage, a little bit from those three guys on the Raptors. Pascal Siakam, sixteen, eight and four. He's kind of struggled as of late. Not struggled though, Mo. Uh, struggled is extreme, but like he's not. He's not dominating games. Now, maybe he hasn't had to in a while, right? Because they were just winning as a team. But I would have liked to see more from him in this game. Yeah, I think part of it is like we're so used to seeing what he had done early in the season where he was just phenomenal. And, and you know, everybody, this is going to be an all-NBA guy, obviously an all-star. Uh, and I think it's just kind of like there are nights or there are runs where he's not going to be as dominant as we're used to seeing him at the start of the season so you know not a bad game but not like a game that we normally expect from him yeah absolutely as you mentioned uh the nets just kind of bullied them a little bit outscored them in the paint by 12 got to the free throw line 25 times outread it out rebounded them by 13 um just a, a really impressive performance by the nets in kind of an ugly game but now that the raptors 15 game win streak is is done mo are the raptors overrated absolutely zach <laughs> no, the the Raptors are are are, are a team that's going to really kind of push us and and might be there in the end in the Eastern Conference Finals up against the the Bucks. They're in that mix. It's that Boston, Toronto, Miami uh, mix right there. I, I I don't think they're overrated, but I think they're uh, they're rated properly now at this point. Rob, at the end of this podcast, just clip that part where I ask him if they're overrated, and he says absolutely. Just throw that at the end. We'll just do that. All right, let's get to the news. News for everything. Uh, some bad news for Portland uh, going into this All-Star break. One last game tonight. We'll get to the game in a little bit. But Damian Lillard felt a pop 
in his groin and now has dropped out of All-Star Weekend. He was going to be in the three-point contest. He was going to be in the All-Star game, obviously. He was going to be a big part of that whole weekend. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm playing. Is that disappointing for you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's you know something that you look forward to, those uh, festivities and having fun. But um, my health is first. And, I mean, I knew... I knew right away like that that wasn't gonna happen. So uh, I'll still be there and uh, be a part of it, but I'm I'm not gonna be able to play. So um, hopefully somebody who should have been there that uh, you know didn't make it. But uh, you know, unfortunately, I had to be the fall guy. Uh, but hopefully, you know, Devin Booker or somebody like that will get the spot. Because uh, no three pointer is no. Nah, I mean, I don't think it really. I don't think it makes sense to try to, you know, uh, force myself to be out there doing stuff just so I cannot miss out on it. Uh, when it, I've been there, I've done it all before, and uh, I'm sure I have more opportunities to do it. But I want to make sure that I'm healthy, so when it, you know the break is over, I'm rested, and I guess. And uh, now he's going to be out. It looks like maybe uh, Devin Booker might take his place, Mo. Yeah, maybe. Uh, probably should be Devin Booker replace the guard with the guard. I'm sure Carl Anthony Towns won't see it that way, and he'll still be upset. But, yeah, I'm okay with it being book. Only if he does a three-point contest as well. Got, you got to do them all. You got to do everything. Got to fill in for everything there. Um, Mo, in terms of this injury, obviously we don't know quite the extent of it yet. There's got to be a lot of evaluation. There'll be some evaluation during during the, the break here. But um, Portland already in a precarious situation for trying to make the playoffs. If this is any type of injury that leaves him out for a couple of weeks, a month, got to think Portland's completely done, right? Yeah, and I almost think it's even less than that, Zach. I mean, it's such a tight race. If he if he's out just a couple of games, you know, they're they're going to be in trouble. Uh, that's how tight this race might come down to it. So uh, they better hope there's some sort of a magic elixir during uh, All-Star break there for uh, Dame. Uh, speaking of magic elixir, it looks like uh, those TV ratings from years ago, I know they're bad now, but that was a magic elixir for the valuations of NBA teams. According to Forbes, there are at least three teams, the Knicks, the Lakers and the Warriors, all valued above four billion dollars. Knicks lead the way at four point five billion. Lakers lead the way at four point or are second at four point four billion. And the Warriors are third at four point three billion. Average NBA team is valued at $2.12 billion. And Mo, weren't the Clippers sold for like 2.2 back in uh, 2014? That turns out that might have been a pretty good deal. Yeah, no, pretty pretty solid deal there. I like to think that I was part of the reason to, to help kick up the Clippers valuation, though. Yeah, I bet you do. All right. Also in Sacramento, uh, the, <laughs> the Sacramento Kings could be dealing with Buddy healed issues yet again. Obviously, he had a very contentious contract extension that was very public and then lately has not liked a lot of things Luke Walton's doing, has not liked being moved to the bench. According to Sham Strania, Sam Amick, and Jason Jones of The Athletic, in a piece you should read on The Athletic uh, on your Thursday uh, healed situation remains one where Devots has to monitor it. If healed remains displeased with his role, a source with knowledge of his thinking said he might request a trade. He believes he's a starter in the NBA. There's no caring, and there's no guarantee that he'll get his job back. Given that the team has played a little bit better with uh, with that move to the bench lately, he's still getting a lot of time. He's still getting a lot of shots, but he wants to start. Uh, last year, he never criticized Dave Yeager. This year, he's been very vocal with kind of the issues with Walton and the rest of the team. Um, no known issues with Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who took his spot. But Bo, uh, this is not what the Kings need, right? They're already in a bad situation. They don't need more drama. No, but this is what we expect from the Kings, right? Like just constantly sort of drama after drama. It looked like 
Bogdanovich was the big drama coming into the trade deadline. They cleared cap space so that they'd probably be able to re-sign him this summer. And now you have the the buddy stuff kind of firing off. So just a tough deal for them. And, you know, after the surprising season they had last year, not being able to live up to expectations this year, pretty disappointing for them. Yeah, uh, they were supposed to be a team fighting for the playoffs. And unless they go on a big run or Memphis goes on a big slide, that will not happen. Let's get to the rest of the games from Wednesday night as everyone goes into the All-Star break. Pacers 118, Bucks 111 in Indianapolis. No Giannis once again. The uh, newborn son keeps him out of his second straight game. The Bucks not taking care of the ball at all in this one. 12 first half turnovers turned into 27 Pacers points. They just absolutely ran them on every single turnover. They completely dominated with that one. Uh, 33 points off 18 turnovers for the entire game with the Pacers scoring on them. Uh, just, man, like the Bucks were getting destroyed in this one, right? To the point where we had it up in that uh, that game early as one of the top games. And then the Bucks used a 25-5 to run in the third and fourth quarters. They cut it down to five, but it wasn't enough. TJ Warren, 35 points, seven rebounds, four steals. He was 16 of 19 from the field. Malcolm Brogdon had 17 points, 13 assists. DeMontis Sabonis, 15, 8, and 4 in this one. Victor Oladipo, his most efficient game since coming back, I believe. 13 points, four assists, was five of seven from the field. Uh, Pacers just dominated the paint, 54 points in the paint. Bucks couldn't make shots, just 40% from the field. They did have a couple of contributors. Chris uh, Middleton struggled a little bit, but ended up with 17-5-5. Five five. Dante DiVincenzo had 19-8 and eight off the bench. Uh, Bucks' five-game win streak is snapped. Cavs 127, Hawks 105 in Cleveland. No Kevin Love, didn't matter. Larry Nance Jr. took over. He had 23 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. Cavs absolutely dominated the first quarter of this game. Maintained after that, able to get an easy victory. Colin Sexton with 23 points, 6 assists. Tristan Thompson, big stats off the bench. 27 points, 11 rebounds. Why do you come off the bench? Because they got Andre Drummond now, Mo. 14 points, 15 rebounds, 5 turnovers for Drummond. Kevin Porter also had 18 off the bench. He was fantastic. Trey Young, 27 points, 12 assists but not enough not enough with uh, John Collins 23 points and four rebounds Cam Reddish did have 16 points off the bench but a very sloppy game both teams with 17 turnovers uh, this is a big stat stat of Yakmo. Uh the Hawks are 6-24 and on the road the Cavs are 7-22 and at home just gross stat of yuck it's a big stat of yuck Cavs, uh, of, Cavs it did. needs to be it needs to go in for before line of the night from now on instead <laughs> of yuck. yuck the Cavs snapped a six game losing streak in this one magic 116 pistons 112 in overtime in orlando why did this go to overtime magic were killing in this game they're 22 uh evan fournier found nikola vucevic for a three-pointer with eight seconds left in regulation langston galloway then tied it up with a couple seconds left sent that thing into overtime in overtime pistons could not shoot two of ten from the field in overtime fournier had three points full had three points in OT to kind of secure that victory. Aaron Gordon, fantastic game. 25 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Markel Fultz had 22 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds, and 0 turnovers. Vucevic struggled with his shot a little bit. 9-21 from the field, but did have 19 points. 11 boards, 7 assists, 3 steals. Evan Fournier with 19. Terrence Ross was terrible in this one. 5 points on 2-12 of 12 shooting. Uh, for the Pistons, I mean, what are they going to do? Christian Wood, 26-12. Uh, had 2 blocks. Thon Maker had 18 points. Tony Snell had 16 points points Derek Rose though two points on one of 13 shooting in 17 minutes that is now four straight losses for Detroit 
Grizzlies 111, Blazers 105 in Memphis. First of three meetings this season. Blazers came in three games behind the Grizzlies for the eight seed. They needed this one, Mo, as we mentioned earlier. Damian Lillard leaves with a groin strain. He played 37 minutes, uh, scored 20 points with 10 assists, was just 7-19 from the field, though. CJ McCollum tried. He had 23 points, but it took him 25 shots to get there. Anthony Simons filled in off the bench, 22.7 boards. Hassan Whiteside got his typical 16-11, and 11, even though none of it mattered. Because, Mo, this guy... Dunks on Jonas <laughs> Valanciunas, flexes. They're down seven with 19 seconds left. Down seven, flexes, gets his second tech of the game because he and Jonas Valanciunas exchange words. JV got a tech, but Whiteside's ejected because it's the second. What, what is this guy doing? It's it's really annoying. Like there's nothing dumber than when this game's decided already and you're flexing. It's 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 just silly at this point. And, and, and now it's just you trying to show prove how tough you are. But, dude, you, you're about to lose this game, man. Uh, but we've never kind of expected anything better than this, right, from Whiteside? Oh, absolutely not, no. Uh, we are expecting better and better things to the Grizzlies. And, man, they just continue to bring it. I love this team, Mo. Like, John Morant, 20 points, 9 assists, 5 boards, but was just 9-23 to from the field. Doesn't matter because Brandon Clark comes off the bench. He's 12-14, of 14, scores 27 points, grabs 6 boards. Valanciunas had 12-18 and 18 in this one. Uh, Memphis, like, it. I think, look, there's still a lot of basketball to be played, and who knows what happens with this Lillard in- injury, but, like, Mo, I kind of think that the Grizzlies locked up the eight seed tonight. Is that crazy to think? That's, I mean, I know it's early. It's early, but really, if this name injury is, is, is pretty serious, they're looking pretty good in their situation. You know, the only thing I'd say is they have a very tough schedule coming True. up the rest of the way. That second, the second half of the, uh, this post post all-star schedule for them is, uh, not doing them any favors. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be pretty brutal, but the Grizzlies are playing well right now. They go into the all-star break winning eight of their last 10. Wizards 114, Knicks 96 in New York. Wizards 68 points in the second half to make this one a laugh. They shot 71% from the field in the fourth quarter. Good Lord, Knicks, get it together. Bradley Beal, <laughs> 30 points. He had 10 in the fourth quarter. He finished 11 of 27 from the field. Davis Bertans had 16 off the bench. Isaac Bonga had 13 and 5 for the Knicks. Julius Randle with 21 and 13. Alfred Payton had 19 points, 8 assists, 5 steals, 4 boards. RJ Barrett gave him 16, but oh my God. The Knicks had 20 turnovers to 19 assists, and Mo. From three-point range, three of 23. You would think by accident they go six of 23, right? <laughs> like, just by accident, but no. Uh, three of 23 from the from three-point range in this one just absolutely shoot themselves in the foot. It was the only thing they hit. Uh, second straight loss for the Knicks after winning four straight. Hornets 115, Wolves 108. The Wolves were without Carl Anthony Towns as a wrist injury. Uh, they were up 18 in this one, but the Hornets just blitzed them in the second half. 65 second half points. Devontae Graham finished with 28 points, eight assists, four rebounds. Malik Monk killed again. He's been playing really well as of late. 25 points off the bench. Miles Bridges had 20 points. 17 of those came in the second half. Bismack Biombo had a double-double with 14 and 10 for the Wolves. Uh, Malik Beasley was really good early on in this game. Mo, 28 points, six rebounds, three assists for the game. He was 5 of 15 in the second half, finished 11 of 25 from the field. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had 26 points, 11 assists, 6 boards. Juancho Hernan Gomez had 16 and 12, but was just 5 of 18 uh, shooting the ball. But the Hornets' second straight win after losing 13 of their last 14. And the Wolves, they're still the Wolves. They've lost 15 of 16. Mavericks 130, Kings 111 in Dallas. First game back for Luka Doncic after missing 7 straight games. And Mo turns out still good. Shocking. And just continues to haunt the Kings. 
continues to haunt the Kings. 33 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, was 10 of 18 from the field, 3 of 7 from deep, 10 of 12 from the line. Kristaps Porzingis had 27 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks. Just video game numbers for him. Tim Hardaway Jr. with 19 and 6. Seth Curry had 18 and 6 off the bench. Uh, speaking of off the bench, Buddy Heald in a grumpy role had 22 points on 8 of 21 shooting. Did have 9 assists. Uh, not usually much of a passer, but had nine assists, four twelve from three. De'Aaron Fox, tough one, sixteen points on sixteen shots, had just four assists. Uh, the Mavs shot fifty six percent from the field in this one. Bogdan Bogdanovich did not. He shot two of eleven, scored just six points. The Mavericks cracked thirty points in all four quarters of this game. Kings only turned it over five times, had sixty four bench points, but still lose by nineteen to the Mavericks in Dallas. Jazz 116, Heat 101 in Salt Lake City. No Mike Conley for the Jazz in this one. They explode in the second half. 69 points in the second half. They uh, and then and then they did what the Jazz kind of do. They kind of let this one go away, Mo. Right? Like they let the Heat get back into this. Uh, They end up scoring the final seven points of this game. But this this was one where look, they they end up winning by 15 points. But but this was a this was an unnecessarily close game in the second half. Yeah, I mean it was a lot tighter than the score looks. You know that run at the end is really kind of what gives that illusion that it was a, a a blowout, but the heat hung in there. They hung in tough. And yeah, I mean, just the jazz kind of missing a rotation here or not making an extra pass somewhere. And, and, and it cost them and it hurt them in that sense and keeping this game close when you probably want to just sort of blow them out and get a little rest going, uh, heading into the all-star break. They just couldn't get it done tonight. Yeah. Couldn't get it done. But, uh, Rudy Gobert was fantastic. 16 points, 20 boards, uh, they crushed the heat on the glass, 53 to 37 on the glass. Donovan Mitchell with 26 points. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, he was good. He was the good Bogdanovich tonight. 22 points, <laughs> seven rebounds, four assists. Jordan Clarkson continues to just be a genius move. I've never been a Jordan Clarkson guy, but he is killing on this Jazz team. He had 21 points off the bench. Jimmy Butler with 25 and 8 in this one. Duncan Robinson, 18 points, hit six threes to get all 18 points. But the Heat have lost four of their last five. And after a five-game losing streak, the Jazz have now won four straight. And then last game of the night, War. Warriors lose to the Suns. Suns 112, Warriors 106 in Phoenix. No DeAndre Ayton, who has an ankle injury, but not a problem. Devin Booker, 27 points, 8 assists, 5 boards. Did have 5 turnovers, but he was just too much for the Warriors in this one. Kelly Oubre had 15 points and 6 rebounds. Mikael Bridges had 14 points. Wiggins led the Warriors with 27 points. Did have 5 assists, 4 rebounds, uh, but I mean, there's just no help. I don't know what he's supposed to do. Marquise Chris had 18 points and 12 boards, but 22 Warriors turnovers cost him in this game. Suns got 14 more shot attempts because of it uh you're the warriors you can't afford that at this point steph and clay aren't back yet so you gotta play much better than that but the suns take a much needed victory there mo line of the night who's gonna get your line of the night i'm gonna go with anthony davis 33 points 10 rebounds against denver in their win i thought he came up big with some big defensive stops especially that big block against Jokic down the stretch and uh during the fourth quarter and uh just solid play all around and I would have given it to LeBron, but you got to make your free throws, man. Yeah, Mr. Free Throws. Um, you know what? I love I love a good torture horror film. So I'm going Luka Doncic. 33 points, 12 rebounds, <laughs> 8 assists, shot all all over the floor, killed at the free throw line, just continues to just rattle Vladi Divac, who the lead to that story on The Athletic today was he's tired of hearing about it. I bet you are. Maybe don't draft Marvin Bagley the third over him next time. I think that's, that's the lesson of the day, Mo. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. We got one more show before the All-Star break. Then we got lots of fun stuff. Dave DeFour and Rob 
Lopez will be at All-Star Weekend for you, giving all kinds of uh, information, all kinds of sounds, so be sure to look forward to that. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network, Back to Back, No Dunks, Tampering, Hoops Adjacent, House of Strauss, all that good stuff, plus the team-specific shows. You know what to do. You click follow in the app, you get notifications for the new episodes, and of course, you can always sign up for these, the Athletic subscription at theathletic.com slash things. Thanks for waking up with us. Sleepwalk through those last two games on Thursday night. Make sure you get ready for your vacation for the All-Star Weekend. If you're going to be in Chicago, bundle up because that weather sucks. And Mo, hit me with a sign-off. Ding, ding.